This morning, for the next few minutes, I, I want to talk about the idea of when we are strong. You know, our world today places a great emphasis upon strength. We think about military might and strength, and we in this country are very much uh, concerned about our military strength. We want to be strong. And when it comes to individuals, we're concerned about physical strength in this time in which we live. But we find a different emphasis on that when we turn to the pages of God's Word. You know, the Bible is filled with admonitions for people to be strong, especially to be strong spiritually. I think about what David said to his son Solomon over in 1 Kings 2 and verse 2. He said, I'm going the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and show yourself a man. The psalmist prayed in Psalms 119.28, Strengthen me according to your word. And it's the word of God that certainly makes all of us strong spiritually day by day. Paul described that strength in Colossians 1 and verse 11. He said, Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. Isn't it amazing today that we can be made strong according to the power of Almighty God? Or we read a parallel passage over in Ephesians 3 and verse 16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now there's a lot being done today to try to make the outer man physically strong. It just seems like our whole country by and large is on an exercise craze. Multi-millions of dollars are spent on the physical part of man, enhancing the physical and the outward man. And I'm not saying that that's all bad at all, but we need to focus our attention on being strong in the inner man, being strong spiritually. You know, Paul was said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 17, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. You know, Paul was one that believed in being strong. He was one that would work diligently in order to be strong, but he realized that his strength was not going to come from himself. But he had to rely on God for his strength. That's why Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so we need to see the value today, the importance of being strong spiritually. Now, somebody may ask the question, you know, why is it important for us to be strong spiritually? What's the value in having spiritual strength? We need to realize today in our world, there is a continual battle going on. It's not the free world versus terrorism. It's not the battle against ISIS. 
But this is a battle that's going on for the minds of men. This is a battle between righteousness and unrighteousness. It's a battle between sin and right living. It's a battle that exists between good and evil, between God and Satan. And certainly, we need to be strong that we might be able to stand for the right and against those things that are wrong. But today I'm focusing our attention on when we are strong. And I want to look at what the Bible says in regard to how we are today when we are in fact strong. May I suggest first of all this morning that we are strong spiritually when we have a genuine respect for the Bible. When we have a genuine regard for the authority of the Bible, we are strong spiritually. Now, it may be today that you're not a strong physical specimen, but any individual today that respects what God says, that individual is certainly a strong individual. And that just simply means that that individual is going to strive to pattern his life according to what God's word says. And you see, we ought never to go out and seek to alter or to change God's word. You know, during our kids' scene class, we often emphasize the key verse of authority in the Bible, Colossians 3 and verse 17. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Whatever you teach, whatever you practice, you do it by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we do needs to be done by the authority of the Lord of heaven. That's why the Bible says in Numbers 24 and verse 13, I cannot go beyond the commandments of the Lord to do more or to do less. Now, can you imagine today how strong we would be as Christians? How strong the Lord's church would be today if we could just hold on to this idea that we're not going to go beyond, that we're not going to do less than the Lord himself has declared. The wise man said in Proverbs 30 and verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add not unto his words, lest he reprove you and you be found a liar. I think about the first miracle our Lord performed in Cana of Galilee over in John 2 and verse 5. And the mother of Jesus said to those servants about Jesus Christ, whatever he says unto you, do it. You know, that ought to be our attitude today. Whatever the Lord says, that's exactly what we're going to do. Whatever the Bible says, whatever the Lord has commanded us, we need to be willing to do it. But I'm afraid sometimes... And this is probably due to the influence of our culture, a culture that emphasizes political correctness and relativism 
You know, everything is right or wrong based upon the individual. There's no real standard. I'm afraid that we have a mindset, even among some people in the Lord's church, that it really doesn't matter exactly what the Bible says. Many people feel like today that they can do what they choose, they can live how they please, and they can believe or practice just about anything they want. Now, just to give you an example of what can transpire when we get to a point where we disregard the authority of God's word, one congregation advertised this. It says, join us for our Good Friday instrumental worship on Friday night, April 14th at 6.30 in the Blank Worship Center. On this night of reflection, we will center our hearts on the death of Jesus through worship, teaching, and communion. Now, folks, this is what can happen when we begin to think that we can do things how we want to do them. And when we begin to get away from this attitude and this mindset of I want to please God, I want to do what God says, I want to be faithful to the authority that God has set forth in his word. You'll recall on the Mount of Transfiguration that the voice of God thundered from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. You hear him. You don't hear Moses. You don't hear Elijah. You hear my son. You hear his words. You respect his authority. That's why the Bible warns us in 2 John 1 and 9, whosoever goeth onward. That's the word from which we get our word progressive today. Whosoever goes onward, whosoever is progressive and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. Well, somebody says, well, that's not talking about the teachings of Christ. That's talking about the doctrine about Jesus Christ, about who Jesus Christ is. Well, either way you want to look at it, it's still talking about what the Lord taught. The doctrine of Jesus Christ. If we believe in Jesus, if we believe he is what he claimed to be, then we have to believe everything that he taught. You know, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 wrote that we are not to go beyond the things that have been written. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 16, Peter warned about those that would rest or twist or distort the scriptures to their own destruction. You see, respecting the authority of God simply means that we're going to make our lives to be brought in harmony with what the Bible says. And that just simply means that we look into the mirror of God's word and we are willing to evaluate our lives based upon what that word says. I look at God's word and 
I see myself as I truly am, a sinful, wicked, undeserving individual. Then I look in God's word and as I evaluate myself, I see myself as I ought to be. And I need to be willing to evaluate my life, my habits, my recreation, my dress, the words that I speak, the conduct that I engage in based on what the Bible says. See, I don't need to have the idea that I'm going to make up my mind what I want to do and what appeals to people the most and then try to justify that. I'm just suggesting that the individual that really respects the authority of God's word, that individual is one who is strong in God's sight. And if we are ones that want to be strong, if we desire to be strong, we need to respect God's word. We don't need to explain it away. We don't need to undermine it, but we need to try to make sure that the things that we do are based upon what that book says. Secondly, though, today, may I suggest that when we are strong, we have a strong faith. Now, I realize this point is closely akin to the first because we need to understand that our faith comes from the book, the Bible. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. Ephesians 6 and verse 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And Satan is continually trying to hurl those darts of sin and temptation and ungodliness toward those who are faithful Christians. And if we're going to be able to ward off all the onslaughts of Satan, we have to be strong in faith. We must believe God's book. We must respect it. We need to learn everything we can about it. I think about Paul as he was on that ship that was shipwrecked in Acts 27 and verse 25. He said, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Isn't it wonderful that no matter what circumstance in life we find ourselves in, that we, like Paul, can be of good cheer. Why? Because we believe God. We believe that God will do exactly what he has said. For example, in Romans 8 and verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7 says, We walk by faith and not by sight. And we don't know individually how everything is going to work out in our lives. We can't look ahead to the future and see how this particular situation, even though it seems so negative and so bad and so harmful right now, we can't look ahead to see how this ultimately might turn out for good. But we do know if we respect God's book, the Bible, 
And if we're trying to live by it and we believe it, that somehow, some way, everything is going to work out for good. I think about us as a congregation here at Delreda. There is no doubt in my mind that we don't even begin to perceive the talents and the abilities that we have here. We have the ability within these walls today to literally change the world. And we have not even begun to understand what we can do when we truly begin to walk by faith and launch out. And as we've been challenged this year to go beyond the wire and let God help us to accomplish things that we never dreamed we could do in and of ourselves. Sometimes as congregations, though, we don't walk by faith. Instead, we walk by sight. Sometimes we may make our plans just on maybe what we've done in the past. And if you as an individual or we as a church are going to be strong, we have to be strong in faith. We have to believe that the Lord is with us, that the Lord will bless us. He will never, ever forsake us. And therefore, we need to determine that we're going to make our faith so much stronger than what it is right now. Now, we've seen today that we're strong when we respect the Bible and its authority. We're strong when we have a strong faith in God. We believe what God says is true and we live according to it. But let me suggest in the next place that we are also strong when we are on our guard. We are strong when we are alert to the possibility that we could fall and that Satan, our adversary, could gain the upper hand. Didn't Peter warn in 1 Peter 5 and verse 8 to be sober, to be vigilant, be alert? Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour? Now this verse proclaims the truth that every faithful Christian that's trying to live right and trying to do right is the continual and constant target of Satan. Satan always seeks to find our weakness. He's always looking for our shortcomings and we are strong when we are aware and are awake and are watchful for the devices of Satan. Didn't the Lord say and Matthew 26 and verse 41, to watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Paul told the elders at Ephesus in Acts 20 and verse 31, therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn you day and night with tears. And we ought to realize today that falling away and being overcome by Satan is a possibility. Now, I don't want you to leave here today thinking that's a probability. I didn't say that. Just because one can fall away doesn't mean it's probably going to happen. But we do need to understand that it is possible that we can fall. The Bible says, wherefore, let him who thinks he stands... Take heed lest he fall, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 12. Peter said in 2 Peter 3 and verse 17, You therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things, beware, lest you also, being led away by the error of the wicked, 
fall from your own steadfastness. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And so you see, we're strong today when we're not overconfident. We're strong today when we are alert, when we are aware, when we are watching out for that which can destroy us. And that means we ought never to put ourselves in those situations where it becomes easy to give in to Satan, where it becomes convenient to give in to sin. I think that's especially true in regard to our young people today. We have young people here that are wonderful. They've been brought up in the right way by their parents. But I really don't care who you are and how strong you are spiritually. If you get yourself in the wrong situation with the wrong people in the wrong place at just the right time, you may do those things that you never, ever thought you would ever do. And that's why we need to avoid those situations where immorality becomes so easily acceptable and tempting. Any situation that would cause us to compromise our principles, those situations need to be avoided. We need to always be on guard and watch. And when we are aware of those things that would destroy us, when we are aware of our weaknesses, when we are aware of the threat that's there, then we are truly strong. In the next place, though, I want to point out that we're also strong today when we have a zeal, an interest, a concern that is directed by knowledge. You know, Paul said in Galatians 4 and verse 18 that it's good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. You know, but just having zeal and interest in and of itself is not enough. That zeal, that interest needs to have a directing force. And that directing force is the word of God. Over in Romans 10 and verse 1, Paul said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, have, not gone about to have gone about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. See, when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to religion, when it comes to what we believe and what we practice, sometimes we hear the statement, you know, what you don't know what will, won't hurt you. Now, that's not true concerning zeal. What you don't know may kill you. And we need to know that what we don't know about God's word, a lack of knowledge can spell ruin for us throughout all eternity. You know, the very opposite of zeal is the example of the church at Laodicea in Revelation 3 and verse 15. They were neither cold nor hot. They were just lukewarm. And God said, I'll spew you, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. And when we are lukewarm and 
Maybe we just come and attend the services. We're really not interested in doing anything for the Lord. We seem to be just a little bit disconnected from the church, not really involved. At that point, we're not really strong. But we are strong today when we have some zeal and some enthusiasm and some concern about the Lord and we're actively doing his will and we're doing that with the knowledge of our God. Let's determine that we're going to have this mindset of being strong in the Lord. Let me suggest another way that we're strong today. We are strong when we have burdens to bear. Didn't Paul say in Romans 15 verse 1, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6 and verse 2. And when we in the Lord's church today are willing to get out of focusing on ourselves and begin to aid and assist and help and strengthen our brethren and other people, then we ourselves become so much stronger as a result of bearing the burdens of other individuals. You know, Paul even said that his suffering for Christ, when he was suffering, that he was made stronger. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 10. To Paul, this idea of suffering for Christ meant that he was going to be stronger. And we live in a wonderful country today. We have all kinds of freedom, religious freedom. We don't have to worry today about somebody interfering with our right to worship God. And I hope it's always going to be that way. But there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that we would be stronger spiritually if we had to assemble to worship God today with some fear of peace and security. In Psalms 119 and verse 71, David said, It's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Have you ever seen individuals that have been afflicted? Maybe they have some serious illness, and as a result of that, they focus on the commandments and the law and the word of God, and they become stronger as a result of suffering through that illness that they're dealing with. We need to realize today that we are strong when we bear burdens. And that's not the exception, that's the rule. And once we as individuals realize that we in and of ourselves are not mortal, that we're not guaranteed a certain number of days here upon this earth, we begin to really understand how much we depend on the Lord. And we're strong today when we are willing to bear burdens. I want to skip a couple of points, and I want to go to the last point I want to emphasize today quickly. We are strong today when we are genuinely and sincerely united together. When we are the kind of people that are bound together as one, we are strong. It was our Lord who prayed the very night before he died on the cross the next day that his followers, his disciples would be united together. He said, Father, I pray that they may be one as we are 
one. And may we always remember the prayer our Lord prayed so earnestly the night before he faced the cross the next day. He prayed that all of his disciples in every generation, even today, until time shall be no more, that they might be united, that they might be bound together. Remember the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10? I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And brethren, there is power beyond our ability to comprehend when we are united together. And when those disciples and others from, for whom the Lord prayed that night were united, it's amazing what they accomplished. All the world and their generation knew that Jesus was the Christ. And when we're united together, we ought never have to stop and wonder if we can undertake any good work for the Lord. There's really no telling how many times the Lord's church in days past and gone has really shackled itself by the attitude, you know, we just can't do this. We can't do that. I don't think we can accomplish this. But you know, if something is good to advance the cause of Christ, we need to realize that with God's help, we can do it. And by working together, we can accomplish anything that the Lord wants us to do. There's tremendous power when we are united together. And yet James warned in James 3 and verse 16, where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. You see, if we begin to become idle in the Lord's work, we're really not focused on advancing the cause of Christ. We're focused on our own personal agendas and our own things rather than what's good for the Lord's kingdom. Once we begin to get at each other and we begin to envy one another, we don't consider the feelings of others. We're not trying and putting forth the effort to get alone. There's not going to be progress. There's not going to be advancement in the Lord's kingdom, but instead there's going to be every evil work. See, a local congregation can quickly become paralyzed when disunity becomes a reality. And so we are strong today when we are united together. And we forfeit that strength when we become divided. You know, unity is not a luxury. It's not just a byproduct that we would like to possess. Unity among God's people is a necessity. It must exist if we're going to please God and carry out his work. I just hope today that all of us will leave this building determined that we're going to be strong in the Lord. And we are strong when we respect the authority of God's word. We are strong when we and 
deep faith, believe what God has said, we're strong when we're alert, when we're on our guard regarding our adversary. We're strong when we realize that it's important for us to have zeal and concern, which is the opposite of being lukewarm and indifferent. And that zeal needs to be directed by a knowledge of God's word. And we're strong today when we realize that there are burdens that we must bear. We need to bear others' burdens. And we need to bear our own burdens as we put our faith in the Lord. And we're strong when we realize the importance of unity in the body of Christ. So what about you today? Are you as an individual strong spiritually? You know, this congregation can only be as strong collectively as we are individually. I hope today you can say that I'm making progress toward spiritual strength. I'm not perfect. I sin. I make mistakes. But God being my helper, I'm making progress toward growing and becoming stronger in the Lord each day. And for you to begin to grow in strength, you must begin that by becoming a child of God, by becoming a member of God's family. And that happens when you, in simple trusting faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, when you're willing to repent of your sins, confess Jesus as being the Son of God, and and even today, to be baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That act of baptism will wash away those sins. The Lord will automatically add you to his church. You'll be a member of God's family. And you can begin the process of growing and becoming stronger toward being a mature individual in Christ. This morning, the invitation is yours. If you're subject to it, we ask that you come now while we stand and sing.